0: Here here's all of us have been what where we just saw. You lose it, you blow up. You, you lose your temper, you throw up over everyone, and then there's the awkward moment that follows, right? Whether you are with your spouse, you're with a girlfriend, boyfriend, you're with your kids, nobody knows what to say, nobody knows, like, the rules of engagement after somebody loses their stuff, right? You're like, can we talk about something else? Are they still mad about that? And then, like, all the parents are like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you talking, you know, and you're... Your kids are like, oh, daddy. (laughs) You know, I remember, um, both my girls are in the very back. I saw them. Um, I remember, and they can tell you this is true. One time we were driving along the highway, and I have told them stories about growing up at La Petite Daycare—nightmare um, stories. I am a a product of daycare. It may explain a little bit, but um, if you're daycare, if you're a daycare, if you go to daycare, there's hope. Okay, I'm just saying there's hope. But I remember they were fighting, and they were fighting, and they were fighting, and they kept going, and they kept going. To where literally we're on the creek turnpike. I turn, I pull over on the side of the road. I throw it in park and I just lean back. I have this moment, and I'm like, "If you two don't shut it down and shut your mouth, you're going to daycare tomorrow." Try me, try. And they're like, "Oh, oh, daddy, no." You know, they're just looking at me in case he's like, "They're not going to daycare." But I'm like, "I don't care, no, no, no. They might, they might, they might." You know, it's it's we have these moments. Where we lose our minds, and we lose our temper, and we lose our anger, and and there's fallout from it, right? There's consequences to it. And it's awkward, and it's weird, and you feel bad, and they feel bad, and damage has been done. So here's what I want to talk to you about today. It's a wonderful life when you can learn to control your temper. It's a wonderful life when you and I can learn to control our temper. And I want to talk to you about cheeseburgers or hamburgers, hamburgers and Connect Four right hamburgers and connect for homemade hamburgers may I say and connect for um, a lot of us when I say control your temper when, when I talk about anger most of us deflect and say well I don't have an anger issue I, I anger in me no problem I got this and right now you're thinking about like exiting or muting the video today you're like this isn't my problem but but hear me here's the definition of anger anger is a strong feeling of annoyance all those parents out there, a strong feeling of annoyance. Well, wow, they just annoy me, right? Like a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. Other words for anger are rage, and most of us are like, yeah, yeah, see, I don't have a problem. Irritation. Well, I'm just, I'm just irritated. I'm not angry, I'm irritated. No, 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 then you're angry, right? Irritability. I'm just having one of those moments, I'm just having one of those days, I'm just irritable, everybody leave me alone. You have an anger problem, right? Or a tantrum. Now, now when I say tantrum, when I say irritability, like, like we're kind of like irritation, we're like, uh, oh, okay, maybe, maybe that's me. I remember being a little kid I love homemade hamburgers. I, to this day, I still love homemade hamburgers, and I love throwing all the things on the hamburger. I like putting the cheese on it. I like the big slice of onion on it, the tomatoes, the lettuce, the pickles, right? Like mustard on it. Don't put mayonnaise on it. It's gross. It's hot. Hot mayonnaise doesn't belong on hot things. Only cold. Anyways, but um, I I I love homemade hamburgers, and, and still to this day. But here's the problem: when I was a kid. I hated homemade hamburgers, because you know, you know the drill. You go to take a bite, and the hamburger's this big, and have any of your jaws literally locked, like you get, you're like going to bite into it, and you're there, and your jaw locks, like you can't chomp down, not you, okay, that's just a me thing, okay, um, but like I remember when I was a kid, I would take a bite, and I would be okay, and then I would go to take a second bite, and everything flew out of my hamburger, you know what I'm talking about? And, and and you've had this moment. And as a little kid, I don't know why. I know why I went to daycare now because I would throw my hamburger down on the plate. And we're talking like I'm 17. No, I'm so playing. I'm like six years old throw it down and start yelling, ah! Like, <laughs> and I would scream at the hamburger, I hate I hate hamburgers! I hate you, hamburger! You know, and mom's like trying to fix it, my dad's like, you're going to eat the hamburger, I'm going to whip your butt, and I'm like, i do not going to eat the hamburger, I hate it, I hate you, hamburger! And I'm crying, I'm like, oh daddy, no! Right, like, there's this moment, I remember one time, we're at my grandparents' house, this happens, and my level of irritability must have been here, I picked the hamburger and I chunk it across the room when it falls out. And like I throw my paper plate, I'm like, I'm out of here, right? And my dad's like, no, you're not. And that means just I got whooped. Never happened again. <laughs> Here's what happened. When everything fell apart, so did I. Right? Everything fell out, everything fell apart, didn't go as planned, didn't go as I had pictured. When it fell apart, so did I. Here's the thing: life sometimes. It's going to fall apart. Sometimes there's going to be moments, there's going to be issues, there's going to be things people don't talk to you the way they should talk to you. People don't treat you the way they should treat you. They talk about you instead of to you. You feel cheated. You feel robbed. Things go wrong. Things fall apart. And how do you and I not fall apart when things fall apart? How do we not lose lose it? How do we not lose our temper? But how do you and I control our anger. So here's my challenge to you for this message, for the rest of today, for the rest of the year, is this. Don't allow anger to control your mood, mouth, or moves. Don't allow anger to control your mood, mouth, or moves. Because here's what happens, and this isn't a you thing or me thing. This is a we thing. This happens to us, is when things fall apart, my tendency is to not think before I speak, right, is, is to, to let my mouth go, to let my, to just say words and to just let it fly, right, like, because this happens, so bam, I'm coming right back at you to let myself act and conduct in a way because I am following anger, I am following rage, I'm following my irritation, my irritability, and so I start conducting myself and moving, and you and I, man, we can't let our temper, we can't let our anger control our moves or you are going to do things you regret. I've never done things while being angry that were beneficial. I've never said words while being angry. I've never been angry and lost and been like, that was a really wise thing I just said, right? No, it doesn't happen. But I say things I regret all the time. But here's the other thing, that it wouldn't control your mood. All of us that are irritable, all of us that are irritated, it's called COVID-19, baby. It's a side effect they don't list, right? Um, but it, like all of us that are irritated and irritable, I tell you what happens most of the time is it affects your mood. And if when things don't go right, when things don't go your way, if you get cranky, if you get moody, here, I'm gonna speak for all the masses that can't say this to you. It's exhausting to be around you. When you are moody, you are inconsistent. And when there's not consistency, man, it is hard to have a relationship that is healthy and productive, and going places when you let everything affect your mood. And you and I, as followers of Christ, we have been given the fruit of the Spirit, and one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit is the Spirit of self-control. We don't like talking about it at the holidays because that means you got to put your fork down, right? Like, oh, no, no, you you didn't, I did, right? Self-control. And self-control of what you say. Self-control about what you do. In Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 is one of my favorite Proverbs. It says this. It says, guard your heart above all else. I've done a whole sermon on this one scripture. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. This is such a great scripture for, for us that are dating, that are in relationships, right? But this is just a great scripture for life. Guard your heart above all else. That means guard your feelings. Guard your emotions. Because if you're not careful, you will follow your emotions. You will follow anger. And if anger is in control, what I can tell you is you no longer are. And if you are not in control of your anger, your anger is in control of you. And Proverbs says this, guard your heart. When you get mad, guard your feelings. That means this, guard what you say. Guard the actions that you take. Be careful of the mood you allow yourself to be in because it determines the course of your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says this, tells us to take captive every thought. When, when I get angry, and here's the, here's the truth. All of us watching today, all of us here, you're going to get angry, right? The Bible says this, in your anger, do not sin. It's not a sin to get angry. You're going to get upset. You're going to get angry. It's about how do you function with that anger, right? Because it's a wonderful life, not if you don't get angry, but when you learn to control your temper, you're going to get angry. And there's going to be thoughts that flood your mind, Emotions that flood your heart. And the Bible says this, in that moment, take them captive. That means this, take them hostage. Right? There are thoughts that are going to invade your mind and your heart. There's going to be feelings that invade your emotions and heart that you know aren't right. That you know don't belong there. And here's the simple truth. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. Just because you feel that way doesn't make that feeling true. And just because you think it doesn't mean you should speak it. Let me say it for the people in the back. Just because you think it doesn't mean you should speak it or post it online. Dear God, stop, right? Stop it. Why? Because you and I are called to conduct ourselves differently, we're supposed to take captives those thoughts, those emotions, because feelings, if you're not careful, will lie to you in the heat of the moment. And you can be an emotional person or you can be a wise person, but you can't. You're gonna be one or the other. And all of it is dependent on if you guard your heart above everything else. Because here's the thing about anger, and here's what we have to understand when we fall apart and when we're irritated and when we're mad and when we're angry, it's our second point, the actions I take now, when I'm angry, when I'm irritated, when I'm losing my temper, the actions I take now either lead to benefits or consequences. The actions you take now, what I say will either be beneficial to my relationships, to my workplace, To my employees, to my employer, will be beneficial to my spouse, be beneficial to my friends, to my family, to my kids, or it'll be of a consequence that you're having to deal with later. Or you saw George Bailey, he loses his mind. Right? He yells at this kid, he's yelling at the teacher, which is kind of of funny. Um, but He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I'll hang her up. Like, what's that even, what's that mean? And that's what we do. We say stuff that doesn't even make sense. You're like, oh, you know what I meant, right? Like, we just, we say things that don't even make sense when we get angry. And what you say in that moment is either going to be beneficial to you and to others or it's gonna be of consequence to you and to others. The actions you take in that moment are either going to bring benefit to others and to yourself or it's going to bring consequences the mood that you choose to have benefits or consequences and here's the simple truth the actions the words the mood you decide to have in that moment determines the moves you get to make in the future i don't know if any of you have played connect Four in a while We actually played this game the other day. I played this with my kids, and I'm telling you, this used to be like I had to let my kids win. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't see those four red ones going straight up. How'd you beat me, right? Like, now this is one of the funnest games to play. With my kids, with my wife, it's real, because you're taking strategy, and it's like, ooh, you know, yellow. Um, and, and, and here's the reality. Here's what you know about Connect Four is the move I make now determines the move I get to make later. The move I take now either is going to set me up to win or I've got to play defense because I made a move I shouldn't have or I made a move I should have. And man, controlling your temper Controlling your anger is just like Connect Four. The the actions you take now determine the actions you get to take later or that you have to take later. It determines whether you're dealing with benefits or consequences. And it's all in your hands. It's all in your choice that you make psalms 37 verse 8 says this don't give in to worry or anger for all of you warriors you can just sub anger into i mean you can sub anger for worry right now don't give in to worry or anger it only leads to trouble here's what the bible knows is that when you lose your temper and you can call it whatever you want i'm just arguing oh i'm just irritable When you lose your temper, it always leads to trouble. It always leads to consequences. When you say the wrong thing, you've said it. Come on, you've said it. You're like, oh, yeah. Some of you watching at home right now, you said something, you did something, and you guys are watching this service on two opposite couches. Right, and you don't know what to say, and you're like, I wish Justin would stop talking about this moment right now because it's really awkward, right? It's because there's consequences to what you said and the actions you took. And it's either going to lead to healthy relationships or dysfunctional relationships. Because man, anger, losing anger, always leads to trouble. Anytime I and preparing a sermon i don't know why god does this but it's like he makes me live it out before i preach it and he gives me situations to live it out before i preach it and 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 this anger i i i think my family would say i do pretty good on i have my moments just like anybody else but i i do pretty good on this right and and finished my message, got my outline done, got my sermon done. I have sent it off. I'm like, hey, Casey, let's go for a walk. Let's take the dog. We'll take Bader. We'll go for a walk. So we take Bader for this walk, and um, we get out, and we're walking, and Bader, he's my big dog. He's about this big. Um, he goes, and he poops in a field, okay, a- and-, and a field, not in somebody's front yard, not in somebody's backyard, not in somebody's side yard. He is pooping, in a field, a dog, right? And there's this yahoo across the street that's on his phone, and we're walking. My wife's with me, got my dog with me. We're going, and we're walking, and Bader's pooped. He's done his business. I didn't have a bag. Why would I need a bag when it's in a field that he's pooping in? It doesn't matter, right? And so we walk. He goes, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. And I turn around, this guy's on his phone. He goes, could you pick up your dog's poop? He didn't say poop, right? That's just like my beep. It sounded like poop. Um, but could you pick up your dog? You know, I've been trying to keep this field cleaned up. Now, we all have triggers, right? We, we all have them. And my trigger is this. If you talk to me disrespectfully, I'm going to meet you here. I'm gonna meet you with equal or greater force. And my wife is with me, you are cussing, you are talking to, you are calling me out while you acting like you are a Wall Street broker on your phone that's a flip phone. I'm like, sh- sh-. so here's why, hey bro, hey, hey man, hey, can you come and clean up your dog's poop? Here's what happens. I, I give Casey the leash, I turn around, and I take five steps that I got there in like a half a mile in five steps. And, and Casey's like, when you did, you bowed up. And I'm like, no I didn't. She's like, you do it every time, right? I'm like, every time, you don't know, what are you talking about, woman, right? Like, I'm like, and I looked at him. I saw that he was not the size of Chad Craig. I was like, I can take this guy. I got this one, right? Like, I'm not dumb. I'm going to pick a fight I can win. And I said, I I marched in. I go, what'd you say? I said, can you pick up your dog's poop? I'm trying to clean the field up. And literally, while I'm taking the steps over there, this whole message is playing in my mind. I'm like, dang it, dang it, dang it, God, no, 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 I've already turned around, I've already got the puffy chest, I've done the quick walk, I'm like, what'd you say, and I'm like, ah, and I said, okay, I'll try to do better. I don't have a bag this time, I'm not going to bring a bag next time, but we'll try to do better, and I turned around, and I walked away. And, and, and here's the deal, I could have taken that guy. And I turn around and my wife's like, I am so impressed right now. Like wow, growing equals changing, like wow. And, and he, let me tell you the truth. When I walked away, I did not feel good about walking away. Right, what I felt like doing was like, let's go, old man. Like, let's go. It was old and small. I was like, I'll throw your phone down and I will gronk spike it. Bam! Like, let's go. You want some poop? Here it is. Like, let's go. (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. What I ended up doing didn't make me feel good, but it did good. And there's a lot of times, man, it's not going to necessarily make... What I'm telling you right now that leads to your benefit instead of your consequence, it's not necessarily gonna make you feel good in the moment, because you wanna get yours, right? That's my trigger, you're not, you're, no, so you're not gonna treat me this way, and all of us, we can make excuses for why we're behaving, why we're behaving, and it's not gonna make you feel good, necessarily to do good, but it will always be to your benefit, instead of to your consequence. Here's what I want us to understand about the way anger works and what anger man has that travels with it. And the solution to dealing with anger is this, is that pride and arrogance are always a part of anger, but humility is always part of the solution. And I wish there was a better way. (laughs) I, I do. But pride and arrogance, it's always a part of the reason you're losing your temper and you're getting angry. But the solution to you controlling your temper and not letting anger get the upper hand is you learning to humble yourself. James chapter 3, verse 13 through 18, is a passage of Scripture, man. I really want you to keep reading over this this week. In fact, I want you to move on to chapter 4. We don't have all the time to do this but I really think this is what contains where we lose our anger and the solution of it. James 3, verse 13 through 18 says this, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. Here's what James is saying. If you're wise and understand God's ways, if you're really a follower of Christ, prove it by living it out. It doesn't matter all the Christian t-shirts you have. It doesn't matter your church attendance. It doesn't matter how much of the Bible you have memorized and how many times you've read through the Bible. If you're going to live this thing, if you're wise and you understand God's way, prove it by living it, doing good works, and there it is, with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you're bitterly jealous... And there is selfish ambition in your heart. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving. Gentle at all times. That all times gets me. Gentle when people are talking disrespectful to you. Gentle when people are talking about you. Gentle when, when you're wanting to lose it. Gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. I try to do better. It's full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds shows no favoritism, and it is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace. The actions I take now lead to benefits or consequences, will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. It seems like a weird passage to talk about when dealing with your anger and your temper. Justin, why didn't you use James one nineteen that talks about be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry? Because we know that. But today, I want us to come to a place of what is causing our anger, what's causing us to lose our temper, what is going on, why, why, how can we simplify this to get to the root cause of you and I getting angry and losing it, and here it is, you and I lose our temper. You and I get angry, this is true for me when I don't get what I want. When you don't get what you want, chances are, you get angry about it. Sounds like, well, Justin, I'm not, I'm not a little toddler, I'm not a little kid. No, 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 no. No, you're a grown adult. When your fam- hamburger falls apart, you still get mad. I still, I still struggle with it a little bit. Just to be honest. I'm like, dang it, and I just put it back in there. I'm like, kids are watching, kids are watching eat right. Like, control yourself. Here's the deal. You get angry. You lose your temper when you don't get what you want. James talks about it more in chapter four. Why do we fight? Why do we quarrel? Because you're not getting what you want. It sounds so simple. It's got to be more complicated than that. No. Why do you get angry? Because people aren't talking to you the way you want. Why do you lose your temper? Because things aren't happening the way you want. Why, why, are, why are bad things going on and why am I losing my temper and why am I so frustrated and why am I irritated because things are happening in a way I wasn't planning for and that's not what I want. It sounds simple, but you know what? It's really, really hard to deal with. And here's the problem. When you don't get what you want, pride and arrogance, when it meets anger, it is the gasoline to that fire. And it becomes a toxic combination when you have pride, arrogance, and a temper problem. And when you're angry, if you have pride and arrogance, here's what happens. You come in high and hot, right? You're like, sit with your chest. I'm coming in. you got the big strut. And you're walking and you're ready to go, right? It's pride because you are going to meet offense with offense. That's what pride and arrogance does. But humility comes here. And humility is really, really hard. But here's what I know about humility. as humility? Man, you can't be angry with people. <laughs> you can't lose your temper and lose your anger while having a spirit of humility. Can't do it. In fact, the Bible says this. In Proverbs 16, 18, it says, Pride leads to destruction and arrogance to downfall. So the solution, that's the problem, and you know this, and I know this, pride and arrogance leads to destruction and a downfall, so the solution is humility, and humility simply means to have a modest or low view of one's importance. So here's what Proverbs 11:2 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So James' encouragement to us, and Solomon's encouragement to us, so, have a humble spirit. Because with humility comes wisdom. You may not do what you want, but you will do what is wise. And I gotta tell you, that is a way better way to live. Not doing your wants and not following your emotions, but instead doing what is wise. The Bible talks about it all through Proverbs that before honor, what precedes honor is always humility. So here's your homework for the rest of this year. You're like, that's a long time. It's two weeks, okay? (laughs) Here it is. What I know is this is a stressful season. We're in the holidays, and some of us, you're going to get irritated. (sighs) Some of you, you're going to get irked. Someone's going to do something say something, not be appreciative, not be respectful, what, whatever you're, somebody's going to trigger you is what I'm trying to say. You, you and your relationships with your kids, with your spouses, whoever it may be, and here's your homework. Instead of you losing your temper, instead of you getting angry, I need the spiritual mature one of the two of you I need need the one that is mature and a really close follower of Christ. Most of the time, this is Casey in our relationship. And so here's what what what, what my challenge to you to do is instead of you getting mad about not getting what you want, is to have a spirit of humility. And in the midst of it, go in here, and it builds. It usually doesn't just explode. It builds, right? In the middle of of it building, say, take a step back and say, you know what the problem is here? The problem is simply this, I'm not getting what I want. Can I say, I'm not talking like, I'm not getting what I want. (laughs) You know, I'm not talking about like a little kid, I want it, no, 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 no. But it's really hard to say that phrase without humility. Problem is this, problem's me. And I'm not getting what I want, and so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for lashing out. I'm sorry because I'm not getting my way, and it's causing us to have a fight. It's causing me to be irritated. It's causing me to be anger. And the problem isn't you. The problem is me. The problem is I'm not getting what I thought I was going to get. I'm not getting what I want, what I thought I wanted, any of that. And you can't do that, and you can't say that phrase without you having a spirit of humility. But if you're going to correct anger, you got to have a spirit of humility to bring correction to your temper. And the bigger temper you have, the more humbleness and the more humility you've got to have. So let me read our text one more time. And I'm going to close. James chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. If you're wise and understand God's way, Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you're bitterly jealous, and there is selfish ambition, it's all about you getting your way. In your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting. Line, that's not the issue. That's not the problem. You know it's a problem. For jealousy jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. The reason your relationships are dysfunctional is because you're letting pride and arrogance and selfishness be in the driver's seat. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's also peace-loving. It's gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. And it shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers, those who can come to a place and sincerely say, you know what the problem is? I'm not getting what I want. Those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. And that right there is how you and I, even when we become angry, even when we feel our temper raising up, even when people are hitting our triggers, this right here is how you and I have a wonderful life when we control our temper. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, this is a passage of Scripture that us. Man, it just shows us how to live it out. It shows us what's at the root of our problem, but it also gives us the solution to our problem. And so, God, I pray today that you would speak to us and that we, as James said in verse 13, that we would prove, prove it by living an honorable life. That if we want to be wise and understand God's ways and we want to follow the Lord, we would prove it by the way that we live. And for some of us, our temper is out of control. Our anger, our emotions are out of control. And it is costing us relationships. It's costing us opportunities. It is always destroying things. And Lord, there's got to be a better way. And there is. It's by guarding our heart above all else. It's by taking captive every thought. It's about having a spirit of humility instead of a spirit of pride and arrogance because pride and arrogance destroys everything it touches. And so, God, I pray that you would help us today to be what James encourages us to be to be doers of your word. And not just hearers, not just experts in knowing it. But, Lord, it doesn't matter if we know it, but don't do it. But Lord, let us be doers of your word. And I pray that we would go through the rest of this season, the rest of this year with a spirit of humility. With a spirit about trying to bring the best out of others. And that we would be low. And we would come in serving instead of high and hot. Lord, I pray your goodness to be with us and that we would do the hard thing instead of the easy thing of following our emotions. It is in Jesus name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today if you're here and you say Justin I'm here. And I don't kn- I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you're at home watching online and that's you today. Maybe you're here and you say Justin the simple truth is I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And today it's about you recommitting your life to him and getting things right today I'm going to count to three and if that's you all I want you to do is raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life because I truly believe this with all my heart God sees a hand and he changes a heart and for some of you here some of you watching at home online this is your moment this is about you getting the main thing right so everything else can be right If that's you, when I get to three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Justin, that's me. Is there anyone else? You join the hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service today? Man, you may be at home watching online, and that is you. And I just encourage you right where you are. It may feel weird, but just raise your hand in your kitchen, in your living room. God sees you right where you are. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today, and I confess that I have sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn from the life that I was living, I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I confess you, Jesus Christ. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to lift you the rest of my days. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv.